the opening of my new boating school, I pledge that as long as a student is willing to learn, I shall never give up. Hi, I'm SpongeBob SquarePants. Ahoy, mateys, and welcome to another episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. My name is Captain Eric, and we are continuing our sail through the third season of SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, today's episode is Doing Time, the second half of the 45th episode of SpongeBob SquarePants, first premiered on January 21st, 2002. This episode was written by Aaron Springer, C.H. Greenblatt, and Meriwether Williams. Our storyboard artist is C.H. Greenblatt. Our storyboard director is Aaron Springer. Our animation director is Frank Weiss. And our creative director is Derek Dryman. Uh, we also have a returning Thomas F. Wilson playing Officer Slugfish in this episode. Uh, Johnny and also uh, Donna, one of my like favorite SpongeBob characters ever. It, for a one-note character... Uh, Donna is, is up there for me. It's hard to think of a few others, but, uh, if the, she's on the top of the list, as far as I'm concerned right now, but also returning is Susan Boyajin, who is best known for playing Patrick's, uh, both Patrick's fake mom, Janet and real mom, Margie. Uh, and, and it's wonderful to have her back as, uh, as incidental number 60 in this episode. Uh, doing time from from the get-go, from the title card with the black and white stripes behind it should tell you right away that we're we're going to jail in this episode. SpongeBob is is going to jail, but but not necessarily SpongeBob. This is uh this is going in a in a different different way. This is a Mrs. Puff episode. This is Mrs. Puff's episode, and and honestly, this might be one of her best episodes. Um, it, it for a lot of people, this is probably their favorite Mrs. Puff centric episode. Not necessarily an episode that is at her boating school, but we don't get many episodes where it's it's really from her point of view and and that the story is driven through her actions. Uh, this is just this is just one of them. Uh, but this episode starts out in in a completely action packed wacky manner with uh, SpongeBob once again trying to go for his boating license, but causing just absolute mayhem, destroying the school. We're, we only see we're we're hearing the action, but we don't see um, a lot of the immediate action, just the damage going on, like the the distance that we're from the uh, boating school, we're just watching the towers fall and the lighthouse go down and, and eventually the boating school just crumble. And then SpongeBob driving a boat with Mrs. Puff in the passenger seat drives right out of the boating school. Um, and now they are just completely out on the streets of Bikini Bottom. They're running into watermelon stands. Uh, we get a nice scene of the cops where uh, they're, they're not upset at the reckless driving and the the damage that spongebob is causing to um the homes around them but they're going to get the entire force to to chase after this car because it, it's they don't have a front uh license plate they're missing a front license plate therefore that's the reason to ensue the pursuit not because of all of the damage going on so spongebob and mrs puff are just careening through bikini bottom there's this massive police chase it's it's up to this point, one of the most action-packed moments we've had on SpongeBob SquarePants. It's it's like this big, big moment that ha that happens. Um, they eventually we get this a a nice little comedic moment of the seemingly the mayor of Bikini Bottom um, doing like a ribbon cutting ceremony, but it's at it's not a finished bridge. It's an unfinished bridge. 
It's just a bridge that clearly is still being worked on, but they're just opening it. And there's an actual crowd like like standing around like happy for this ribbon cutting ceremony. SpongeBob and Mrs. Puff go right through the ribbon, right off of the unfinished bridge, followed by all of the police. And um, they're just careening through the sky. Mrs. Puff through through having a, a crisis of, you know, she's freaking out. Um, has a moment to herself of of where did I go wrong? And she has a flashback to the first day she opened up the the boating school and and pledges to herself that as long as a student is willing to learn, she will not give up on them. And lo and behold, her very first student is SpongeBob SquarePants. So this is straight from Mrs. Puff. This is I mean, you know, hey, maybe it just could be a skewed memory, but from Mrs. Puff, SpongeBob SquarePants is her very first student, and that is hilarious. So from day one, she's had to deal with this. Just just laying that out on the table of the stress that this woman has had at her hands. But, I mean, she does it to herself. If if she really feels that SpongeBob is unteachable, then, then she should let him go. But uh, I, I highly doubt there's many other boating school choices around, so... I believe in later episodes, she's completely tied to the fact that she has to teach SpongeBob or offer free classes. So, um, but yeah, she's, she's having this like mental breakdown as they're careening through the sky. SpongeBob is not even paying attention to the wheel. He's more worried about the police, you know, chasing after them and is not noticing that they are, uh, comp- like torpedoing towards a, uh, a truck full of fruit punch. For the seniors, we're at Shady Shoals. Uh, the very first time we're actually shown Shady Shoals uh, retirement home without Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy showing up, um, but they have a fruit punch delivery. Uh, uh, so we have this like this massive like oil tanker of of fruit punch, this red liquid, and Mrs. Puff and SpongeBob the the boat. Um, gets right into it in the top but not enough for for them to be in the truck so just the front of their boat is inside of the tank of this fruit punch um we get it we i I liked i like the fact that like the seniors are are causing a ruckus the fact that they're i don't know i'm guessing they're out of fruit punch this is the big fruit punch delivery they've been waiting for for weeks and like the old people are just flipping out on the inside just because they want their fruit punch. Uh, I love that. They're about to get their fruit punch, let me tell you. Now, of course, right after Mrs. Puff and SpongeBob were a bunch of police cruisers. All of them, you know, few either hit the ground or go right into the uh, the tank of the fruit punch, which then uh, tips over and explodes the fruit punch out of the uh, out of the tank, and we get a nice little montage of various funny moments of of this fruit punch flood going through shady shoals we get a mention that all of the seniors are wearing uh, white clothing and i mean we don't even need to know the color of their clothing and know that it's going to get stained i think it's funny the fact that they just there's a fruit punch flood coming through the window and everybody just gets knocked over we then see uh fred here who uh, i guess is the janitor of shady shoals just just mopping away, you know, just doing his mopping and and the fruit punch kind of floods the entire hallway for a second. But then, you know, he's just the the animation of Fred is still mopping, even as it just subsides back to a couple puddles. Uh, by the way, I'd like to mention the song that Fred was listening to. Uh, it was the uh, I, I went back and listened to it. I, it's it's a it's a pretty decent song. It's it's not bad, but it's Surf and Summer uh, by Richard Myhill. 
which I, I went back and listened to, and it, and it really is a. It's not that it's not that bad of a song. I actually kind of enjoy it. It's it's a bop, you know. If if you can at least enjoy you know classic like old music, of that time, that kind of that boppy kind of rock music. Yeah, yeah. You want to add surf and summer to your uh, your rotation, your uh, summer playlist, and definitely not during these uh, winter months, especially if you got snow around you. This is uh, unless you're someone who who has the ability to just think about warm weather or the beach and then just suddenly feel that warmth i don't know not one of those people but congratulations to you if you are um but yeah the, the we then get a just a, a last little bit here with the uh with the fruit punch we get an, an elderly man who finished his his memoir of his life written in red ink that's just that's just funny uh, I feel bad for him. I, I feel so bad. I, hopefully he, he can rewrite it. Uh, hopefully maybe when the paper dries, you can still see the, the words on the red ink. And it's not the maybe the fruit punch isn't as red. But uh, right when it, the flood comes through and afterwards, I mean, it's it, the, the paper is just drenched in fruit punch. It's gone. We then get this aftermath shot of, of Shady Shoals of just these you know police cruisers all over the ground and this fruit punch all over and uh, in come new police cruisers to take away the, the criminal in this situation, SpongeBob. Although Mrs. Puff does the right thing and mentions that they can't arrest him because he's a student driver and that she's responsible for him and, and that means that she has to be arrested for this. Uh, then Mrs. Puff is, is behind bars. We go to Bikini Bottom Jail and we actually get to spend a significant amount of time at Bikini Bottom Jail with Mrs. Puff on her experience. We get to see a whole plethora of, of different activities they have at the jail and just their overall aesthetic and, and how the time goes on at the Bikini Bottom Jail. This is the most that we've seen of the jail thus far in the show. And, and it's a, certainly a unique experience, um, not one I I don't think you're going to find in many American jails. I actually, because of certain parts of this episode, looked into some things about uh, our jail system. So we'll, we'll get to that. But uh, let's just start out with Mrs. Puff's uh, jail cell, which I, I got to say, you know, for the for a minimum, you know, like there's a decent amount of space there from at least from the overhead shot. There's a decent amount of space for activities. Uh, there's a, a decent looking bed. You know, there's no second bunk, so you're not sharing the room with anybody. She's got her own toilet. She's got a sink, a mirror, and a, and a window to outside. I mean, it, that's not a bad room. Like I said, at least from the overhead shot. And and Mrs. Puff actually takes this entire ordeal in, in a positive stride. She immediately lays down and starts to think of the positives, which is... Actually, something that I started doing in my own life that I adopted from this episode, which is just, hey, when when you are really down in, in your luck and you're down in a rut, it, it is a very calming experience to to be able to just sit down, crisscross applesauce and just close your eyes and, and just think of the things that you should be grateful for in your life. Find some positive things that you can you can be positive about and think about those things. And just, you know, we spend so much time thinking about the negatives in our life, the stress at all times. And it's those moments that we can kind of shut our mind off 
and and just think positive for a moment. We 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 des- are, like our minds deserve it. They deserve a break once in a while of of all the negativity that goes on in there, and and just to be able to relax and and hey, those positive things can help you get through a lot. So Mrs. Puff is is doing a wonderful thing here, and she dwells and repeats on the fact that she's not going to have SpongeBob around anymore. And that makes her completely happy, and she is completely satisfied about being in jail. Which, hey, to each their own. There are those out there in the world, and I I gotta imagine, there are just people who would rather be in jail than be out of jail. There's a lot of people who don't want to be in jail and would be out rather be out of jail, but there's there's definitely got there's gotta be a small percentage. It's, it's probably single digits, um, of people who just hey, you're guaranteed meals, you get a shower. You in some jails, you know, across the country, there's different rules on what you can have in your cell. There, you can certainly have books. There's certain there's some that you can have TVs and even computer access. It, they, I, like I I'm not making it sound like a good thing. It's not supposed to be a place you want to go, but there are some people that probably would be like Mrs. Puff in this situation who, hey, if you find yourself in that moment, you, hey, you just take it in a positive stride and you just move forward on, along that path in a, in a positive light. Do your time, get out and, and move back to society. Um, there probably are some that would, you know, once they get back to society, would rather go back to jail, as I said, but... Uh, I, I don't think Mrs. Puff would be one of them. I don't think after her time, you know, she would want to go back. I think she would want to explore more options out into the world. But but for now, she's extremely satisfied with not having SpongeBob around, uh, which I got to say, hey, you know what? For her is a, is a good thing. There's a lot of stress in that job and and maybe some time away from being a boating instructor could do her some good. Now, uh, uh, SpongeBob, on the other hand, is is completely distressed that Mrs. Puff is in jail. He's back at her boating school, which we're noticing like the classroom is just in disarray and has cobwebs over it and it's just dirty. I guess there's no other teachers at this boating school. No one else can fill in. Uh, if she, if Mrs. Puff is in jail, what goes on with that space? Does the, Did she pay a lease? Does she own the property? I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to know what would happen. Uh, but SpongeBob is, is feels so guilty over Mrs. Puff going to jail over something that he he feels is is his responsibility. Now he's he's worried about how she's doing in jail, and we get a nice montage of Mrs. Puff doing various activities in the jail, and they're the classic jail activities, you know, crushing rocks with a with a mallet, uh, making license plates on a conveyor belt. Um, and you know, lifting weights, just another activity that, that you can do in jail. And Mrs. Puff is doing all of these jobs in, in just in full happiness with a massive smile on her face. And, uh, when SpongeBob talks to Patrick over his distress, Patrick admits that it does sound like it's SpongeBob's fault. And, uh, we get one of these little moments of Patrick. It's probably, it's God, I don't know if it's number one, but it's just up there as one of my favorite Patrick moments. While SpongeBob is talking about how stressed out he is, the camera just decides to stay on Patrick for a second as Patrick, I don't know if he's listening or not, but he decides to look down at one of his his little, um, you know, his, the little dots on his design that, you know, if you see a starfish, they have they have this spiny skin 
um, and uh, and to you know show texture on Patrick to not just have him as as a solid pink creature. He has these little you know red dots you know over his body, and he decides to take one off of his chest. I guess they're removable, but he takes one off of his chest and he puts it on his face to make like a little nose, and then he just sits there with a big goofy smile on his face and it's one of my favorite stills of patrick in that moment just the fact that he's he's just he's super supportive he'll be there for spongebob he'll help him break into a jail but just in that moment he his mind just loses it so spongebob wants to save mrs puff and decides that to do so he's gonna have to get in jail to help her and for that to happen, he's going to have to commit a crime so that he gets arrested and placed in jail. And the crime that they decide to commit is to rob a bank. Now, that's a pretty hefty crime. And the first nautical bank is a pretty hefty bank to, to, to rob. But unfortunately, Sp- SpongeBob or Patrick are not intimidating in the slightest especially when they have covered their faces with socks and did not even cut eye holes into them. They just covered their faces with socks up to their mouths. And they're just SpongeBob when he's yelling at the teller. And it's admittedly one of my like it's just uh, there's a lot of favorites in this episode, but it's one of my favorite SpongeBob like quotes when he's yelling to put the money in the bag and just then yells again to put it in and he's he's not even looking at the teller he's uh, opposite he has his back to the teller uh the teller in this episode one of my favorite workers in any SpongeBob episode ever uh, sh- shout out to the the bank tellers out there who would be able to handle this just as well as this guy does because this guy doesn't have the time in his day to deal with a uh this this poor attempt at a bank robbery and just handles spongebob like he would just any regular customer oh you're looking for money you want to you want to withdraw from an account i'm gonna need to see some identification uh you know which account would you like to withdraw from checking your savings uh spongebob falls right for it and just answers all the questions he gives him his id which happens to just be a jellyfish club membership which the teller uses now, SpongeBob, even after he gives him his ID and is just following along with the usual bank banter, then looks over to Patrick to give him a thumbs up. And it's just like, oh, my goodness, these idiots just definitely couldn't rob a bank. It's way out of their control. They're not even going to get in trouble for this because they're not even assuming it's a bank robbery. Uh, SpongeBob then finds out that he doesn't have any uh, any money in either a checking or savings account with the first nautical bank. And and they lock out like really happy about their experience except for the fact that spongebob then realizes and his eyes bust out of the sock as they're walking away from the bank that they didn't get arrested so now they're just giving up on the whole life of crime which honestly if i was writing i would i would try to at least push one other crime related gag of spongebob and patrick i I think it's funny when the two of them go to something that extreme and uh and it, it like fails in their face, but in, in the softest way possible. Uh, but their next attempt at getting into the jail is disguising themselves as rocks because this is a jail that, you know, crushes rocks. That was actually one of the things I looked into because it's just such a long running uh, cliche with with jails or if you're writing a movie with with an older school jail i think of the opening of oh brother where art thou when they're you know they're in the the chain gang and they're crushing rocks with with hammers 
Uh, but this is apparently happening within the jail, and they bring in rocks for for the inmates to break. Uh, I I really don't know why. I, I guess I guess it, there's many things you could use smaller rocks for. So there's probably reasons for it. But uh, I actually, you know, especially that, and then the license plate cliche as well. Uh, I looked into just penal labor in the United States. And uh, I did look up something about if there was any historical, uh, you know, history behind the trope of prisoners breaking rocks. And it looks like even in Victorian Britain, there was uh, if you were an able bodied male prisoner, you could be you could break stones for 10 hours a day. Um, And then even Nelson Mandela worked in a lime quarry during his time of imprisonment. Uh, and, and that's, you know, that's crushing rocks as, as well, I imagine, with massive, massive mallets. So there's this there's this history of it. It's it's just I don't know. It's such it's such a cliche. But then at the same time, it, it did you know happen. I don't know if it's still happening, but for a lot of these jobs that you can do within jails, you 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 can actually make a, you some kind of payment. And, you know, to some extent, that payment can go to various uh, means it can goes towards uh, you know tax deductions, victim compensations, family support, uh, room and board. It can also go towards uh, the time that you put towards certain jobs. It can also go towards time you know that you're working off of your sentence. If if that's a sentence that allows it, if you're in a state that allows it, I every state is completely different of of how they handle. Uh, the the jobs within prisons and uh, and as of 2021, inmates in federal prisons earned between 23 cents to a dollar 15 per hour. Uh, I don't know what the jobs are, but even just the various small like searches you can make about this subject brings up that there are a ton of companies that uh have like prison insourcing jobs where they get you know prisons to you know work in that stuff uh that is a whole other can of worms of like a of a discussion that one could have about uh uh this kind of labor within the jail system all i can say is is that if that kind of um if that kind of work bothers you i don't think they force it but if you do any of that work in texas you don't get paid anything you get nothing and that's the Texas way. Uh, they're totally allowed to. Uh, they're not allowed to do that. And uh, you know, hey, that's once again, that's just another concept of of the whole system, which is probably a, a conversation for for another day. But we we go through this montage of SpongeBob and Patrick going up to Mrs. Puff during her day or or one of the various jobs or activities she does. They're trying to help get her out, and she freaks out over seeing spongebob and patrick mrs puff does not want to get out of jail mrs puff does not want to go back to her life of teaching spongebob and she just is content with leaving you know leaving that life behind which she does get to tell spongebob explicitly to his face but the uh it's it's funny the first time that uh the we we mentioned the, the rocks they get thrown into the rock pile they communicate to mrs puff which she freaks out at now the the guards assume that this could be the amount of heat that she's getting. She has heat exhaustion and uh, and therefore she's yelling at these rocks that that happen to look, you know, there's one, there's a yellow one and a pink one. I don't know how they don't notice that, but uh, they send her to the kitchen. You need to get out of the heat and you need to get into the kitchen, which sounds kind of backwards, but 
Uh, there's there's some kind of pun you can make there. Uh, anyway, SpongeBob and Patrick, though, uh, they do not get crushed by Mrs. Puff. Another inmate comes over and crushes them in one massive swoop. And we, we get a little gag that they were actually wearing costumes the entire time and that they're not going to be able to get the deposits back from their uh, their costumes. The fact that it was costumes and not just usually how they can morph their bodies is pretty funny. It's a nice little gag. Uh, we, we get uh, Mrs. Puff now serving chili during during lunch in the jail at the lunch line. We get we get Donna, one of my favorite little one line, you know, one note characters. Uh, what's what's for lunch today? Puff Mama chili. I don't know. That's my best Donna impression. But that's pretty much it. Uh, it's just a, it's just like a, a very uh, masculine, uh, a, you know, woman in this jail. Uh, Mrs. Puff is very friendly with Donna and lets her know that, you know, it's chili like every day it's the same thing they have every single day which i i got to imagine it's just not good on anyone's digestive system just chili every day i mean what are they firemen um now mrs puff uh, it, during this moment has a crisis where she feels like she's hallucinating seeing spongebob in the chili who then turns out to actually be spongebob pulls patrick out of uh out of the chili and we we get this moment where we're when mrs puff you know screams why as to them coming out of the chili, SpongeBob proclaims that they're they're saving her, and she actually asks, "Just why did he bring Patrick?" And Patrick was only brought along apparently because he likes chili, and I guess it's just they knew the jail was going to have chili that day, so it must be a known thing. Maybe one of them has been to jail before and just knows that chili is a daily occurrence, and Patrick just comes along for it. Uh, Mrs. Puff then gets to set her story straight. And tells SpongeBob and Patrick that she likes jail, she doesn't want to return to her old life, and that she's content in staying here for the foreseeable future. Uh, I love the the mundane life gag here with the the other fish when SpongeBob and Patrick are telling her how great life is, and and we get to see like this guy in the in his life like day to day just with this dull look on his face. Like, I get that. I understand that. I have felt that once in a while where that just feels like you're doing the same thing over and over again. The movie office space. I really, that I felt that for a while, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, just the feeling of Peter Gibbons and, and just that mundane, like, Oh, this is going on every single day. Uh, now, of course, now, now Mrs. Puff is caught by the guards screaming at a pot of chili because of course, every time, they come around, SpongeBob and Patrick disappear, so it just makes Mrs. Puff look crazier and crazier. She is then sent from the uh, from the kitchen to making coat hangers on a conveyor belt, just a yet another job uh, of the jail system. This time, though, SpongeBob and Patrick are caught by the uh, by the guards, the correction officer, when Mrs. Puff calls them over. Uh, Although when he sees SpongeBob and Patrick on this conveyor belt, when they come over to try to convince Mrs. Puff, he just tells them that it's just it's raw material for coat hangers that uh, that she also needs some rest. Now, we don't get to see the SpongeBob and Patrick coat hanger after he shuts the machine down on top of them and the steam just, you know, covers the screen. But, you know, that scene has always like it just sat wrong with me. It fell off. On the fact that the guard could clearly see SpongeBob and Patrick, but then claim that it was raw material for coat hangers. Now, on one hand, it could just be a joke and that the, the guard is just really bad at his job or has poor eyesight or he's wearing sunglasses inside. Or maybe they're making a joke about that. 
But there is also the opportunity that Mrs. Puff is going a little bit crazy and seeing SpongeBob and Patrick more than they're actually, you know, trying. You know, I'm sure a few of these cases are SpongeBob and Patrick trying to break her out of jail. I mean, they explicitly are telling themselves in scenes outside of the jail, outside of Mrs. Puff's psychosis. That uh, although this is all a flashback from her head, so this call could all just be fake. But, uh, you know, they're saying, hey, we're breaking into jail. So but, you know, scenes like that, that could just be Mrs. Puff going crazy. I'm I'm willing to believe it. I mean, we we know that she's capable. Uh, now, the the next scene is is SpongeBob and Patrick coming out of her toilet inside of her jail cell as she's trying to brush her teeth. And calls the guards over who, who once again see SpongeBob and Patrick in the toilet as she calls over for help. And they stay completely stoic. And this is also the, the second time this season that we have we have found SpongeBob in a toilet and caught by another character. Although this time he doesn't go as natural as he as he did the first time. Uh, SpongeBob and Patrick just like sit there very still in the toilet and the guard stares at him. And he makes this, he comes off as if it was actually like that she went to the bathroom and then called him over and just, it's just, he's disgusted and just flushes the toilet on SpongeBob and Patrick. Uh, we, we now get SpongeBob and Patrick on her top bunk, which wasn't there before. And they now have installed a top bunk into her bedroom. So, uh, that's a, that's a thumbs down a little bit on the experience here in, in bikini bottom jail, but she could also just be, you know, making that part up because now it just seems SpongeBob and Patrick are everywhere because the second she sees them from the top bunk, she runs over to the uh, bars. When the two guards come over, they are revealed to be SpongeBob and Patrick as well. They quickly run away as soon as uh, the two actual guards come over to the to the bars as Mrs. Puff is just is just screaming hysterics. She grabs their faces and rips them off to try to reveal that they are SpongeBob and Patrick when in fact they are the real cards. And she rips off their actual faces to reveal uh, their, their skeletons underneath. Uh, because of this act, they've just they told her you're 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 gone off the deep end, Puff. They throw her into the padded cell. Um, uh, and and really, you know, at this point, I think that would be the best for Mrs. Puff, in all honesty, that kind of one-on-one uh, -on -one, uh, help that she could get in a safe environment. I think she would thrive a little bit better there. Uh, but then it's revealed that all of that was a dream. And... She then finds herself back to where she was driving with SpongeBob in the sky right as they're about to hit the fruit punch truck. They hit it and the entire you know sequence pretty much plays exactly the same with the truck spilling over. This time, though, when the cops come over for the arrest, they take SpongeBob away and Mrs. Puff is is stunned by the fact that things are completely different than the way she was dreaming them to be. Uh, she then is relieved to herself that it was all a dream and that, you know, this is reality. As she's saying that to herself, a cop out of frame comes into frame and reminds her that she already did her time. Why would she go to jail? She then ha uh, looks down and finds herself back in, in white and black stripes, although it's not the same attire she was really wearing in, in the jail. But she finds herself in that classic prisoner attire and then attached to uh, uh, the, the, uh, the ball and chain. 
she then screams to herself, rewaking herself back up in the, the falling car yet again. This time when she is relieved to know that she is not going through that same experience, the camera zooms out to show that it's not SpongeBob driving the car. It is, in fact, Donna. What are we having for dinner, Puff Mama? Uh, she then screams to herself again, revealing it back to SpongeBob and her in the, in the boat. And just like I am and you are listening to all of this, I'm done. Mrs. Puff is done with she reveals uh that she, she just like she's just accepting whatever is happening she's tired of screaming and like re going through this experience i have no idea like what's going on we don't really get a satisfying conclusion in this episode of if you know it, did they canonically hit the fruit punch truck and did she really go to jail and did she just happen to do her time and go crazy that's I have no idea, I but it's just one of those fun kind of shut your brain off, enjoy some SpongeBob kind of episodes, and and hey, I'm glad to do that anytime. Uh, there there's certainly some some interesting aspects that this episode goes down, and certainly some conversations that you can have with aspects of this episode, including its its jail system, its unique jail system, and 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 certainly the uh, real life things that it's based off of. Uh, now I forgot to mention the fact that Mrs. Puff's padded room eventually, you know, another thing about her going crazy is she starts thinking about the positives again and realizes that yet again, there is no SpongeBob in her room. And that is when her padded room SpongeBob just comes alive on every wall of the room, revealing that it's a room made of sponge. And she is just like, that's what makes her scream yet again to reveal her back into the car, which then starts off the, the chain of then it, you know, continuing going back into that moment of the car. But that is, doing time it is an absolute trip of an episode it's it's certainly a fun one it's an episode where we actually almost got uh the debut of mrs puff's dad in the credits of the episode tom kenny is listed as voicing mrs puff's dad in a in a scene that i guess he did the voice of but just was cut uh ch greenblatt in 2017 was asked about this to see if there was any uh, if he remembered anything about the storyboard or the the script of what the scene of Mrs. Puff's dad would have entailed, and he has no memory of that, but that that's an interesting thing to think about, or uh, what what that could have been, or uh, even what it would have sound like. I don't know if Tom has ever been asked to to recreate that voice or what it would have been in this episode, but but it's certainly an interesting one. Uh, we it's it's like I said, it's our first big episode of jail. It's not Mrs. Puff's you know first time behind bars. She has been behind bars a few other times, uh, hall monitor, and then of course no free rides. And if anything about her third time in jail it gives us any information it's that she she took her first two experiences, uh, hopefully at least in a positive way, that that's that's how I'm taking it. But uh, thank you for joining me on this episode of the Squarecast. I do apologize about the uh, the hectic release schedule uh, as of late. And uh, and and honestly, one thing I, I do have to apologize about is is we have yet to really get up to par with the YouTube channel. That's been a, a massive contention in the back of my head. And there's a, there's a big reason for that. 
that I'm not going to get into right now. Uh, it's more on, on the YouTube side of things, but uh, I have since gotten through that. Season three has just debuted on YouTube. I also have the part part three of the uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Ultimate roster that includes uh, the, the last part of the roster. Uh, that's 74 characters. Go check out that series if you haven't. Um, that then includes some DLC characters, some extra assists and levels that I, it's just like the ultimate Nickelodeon game that I, I would hope that we eventually get to, uh, check those out, check out all the new art for all the season three stuff. I I'm absolutely proud of the, uh, of the stale image that is on the YouTube uh, channel. And if, if anyone has any ideas of how to spice up the videos, I mean, you know, throw them at me. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I know it's just an audio podcast, but I, I'd like the video experience to, to be a little bit more calming as well. So that's why I'd like to put a little bit more art. But, uh, if any of you would like to feature your art on there, if it's SpongeBob related art, uh, maybe it can just be a slideshow of various artists to shout out. That would be something cool. But, uh, yeah, throw, throw me your ideas, check that stuff out. Uh, uh, all of the links are in the description, including the link for my YouTube channel, the Captain Eric YouTube channel. We're almost at 300 subscribers. So definitely check that out. The, uh, the ready crew is growing and there's, there's going to be, uh, here's the one thing though. There's never going to be payment to be on the, the ready crew i just want to put that on front street right then and there uh this this is not about like that whole idea of the ready crew being on a crew nothing about buying anything there's never going to be a t-shirt you're going to have to buy never a patch never a a dollar to be to be a part of this get a banner none of that if you want to be here you can be here that's 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 all i want to hear so once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for, for letting me be a part of your week as you are a part of mine. I love all of you. This is Captain Eric signing off. Stay safe, everybody, especially with some things on the rise. Uh, if you can get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you don't, hey, just, you know, be respect, you know, follow like every guideline you can mask up, do what you can for everybody. Be safe. I love you all. See you here next week. Hey there, Puff Mama. What's today's grub? I'm ready!